Welcome, everyone, to the Fantasy Fessionals Football Podcast, part of the Sports Pros Network, where we're always talking sports, so let's start the conversation. I'm your host, Keith Needham, and I'm joined remotely this evening by my co-host and good friend, the Fantasy Fessional himself, Jeremy Butterball Van Curen. Butterball, how you doing this evening, man? I'm doing good, man. How about yourself? I'm doing well. So our listeners may have noticed there, we, we didn't have any intro music this week, and that's because I don't have my soundboard in front of me because we're playing a road game, man. So I'm up here in Big Ten country, uh, Chicago, uh, for a, a little doctor visit uh, with the missus uh, at uh, Northwestern. And so uh, doing well. Everything's going good on that front, but uh, uh, obviously not in the studio tonight. And so I appreciate you being flexible and joining me remotely this evening, uh, Butter. But we got a lot of NFL action to talk about, man. You ready to jump into it, bud? Yeah, I got one question for you. Did you take the family truckster on that road trip there, bud? Uh, no, man. The, uh, <laughs> we, we, we took the caddy, so uh, uh, not not quite a lampoon's vacation. But, uh, no, uh, the, the trip up thus far has been uneventful, and so I hope it remains that way. Uh, uh, no no flat tires or nothing goofy like that. So, so here's hoping that it uh, continues to be that way. But uh, relatively decent weather right now. I think it's going to be a little colder a little more precip uh, as the uh, the week uh, moves on, but uh, we'll we'll make do, man. So, but uh, pre- appreciate that, and uh, again, looking forward to getting back to uh, to Oklahoma this weekend. But well, butter again before we get into it, brother. Speaking of Oklahoma City, man, we got to show some love to our sponsor, and as always, that's Chalk Sports Bar. Chalk is Oklahoma City's premier luxury sports bar located in Chisholm Creek Plaza at 1324 West Memorial Road. Follow Ben, Chad, and the whole Chalk team on the web at chalkokc.com. Or follow them on Twitter and Instagram at ChalkOKC. It's the best damn sports bar in Oklahoma, and there's no better place to have a conversation about the NFL and watch all the games on Sunday afternoons. Always the favorite, that's Chalk Luxury Sports Bar. The best damn sports bar, period. Absolutely, man. Well, well, Butter, a quick recap of the news from week six in the NFL. In a game that you and I were both looking forward to, Bucks and Packers, kind of the big game on Sunday afternoon. Man, it turned out to be a blowout. Bucks uh, win that one 38 to 10. You know, a couple early turnovers, a pick six by Aaron Rodgers, and then another pick that essentially was, you know, returned to the two yard line that the Bucks cashed in on the next play, I think. But kind of a surprising result. Maybe not so much that the Bucks won, but how they won this game. But your your thoughts on that big game Sunday afternoon, Butter? After after watching that game, I mean, uh, the Packers, I think they jumped out to like a 10 nothing lead and then uh, after that first interception I think it was a pick six everything just kind of fell apart and I mean they could not they could not run the ball they could not throw the ball they really couldn't do uh, do anything and you know I mean it wasn't Tom Brady's arm that uh, really beat him I mean uh, Ronald Jones was really able to uh, to run the ball and I mean a lot of that is probably you know I mean the, the Packers put them in put the Buccaneers in really, really good field position. But, you know, I mean, I was not expecting the uh, the Buccaneers to come out and, I mean, just kind of just beat the shit out of them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, third, like. <laughs> you know, 38-10, there's no other way to say it, right? That's an ass-kicking in the NFL. That's an ass-kicking in any any level. So, yeah, kind of a surprising result. Again, not so much that the Bucks won, uh, but the Bucks knocked the Packers from the, uh, the realm of the undefeated in the NFL, but talking about two teams that are still undefeated and has to be the premier game this weekend, Butter, uh, the Steelers thumped the Browns, I think 38-7 there, just kind of beat up all over them. And again, that, that game went south in a hurry for the Browns. Another pick six there that kind of led to it. Uh, Baker Mayfield throws a pick six to Minka Fitzpatrick early in the game. And then the Titans, they have to go to overtime to do it. 
uh, but they beat the Texans 42-36, an exciting game there. Both of these teams are undefeated, Butter, but your, your thoughts on both of them continuing to impress and to get to 5-0. and uh, And again, they're going to square off this weekend. We'll talk about that game here in a moment, but your thoughts on Steelers and Titans this weekend, Bud? Well, I mean, you got the Steelers versus the Browns. I mean, uh, I, I expected the Browns to come out and to keep the game, you know, I mean, maybe not even win, but just keep it, uh, keep it close. But I mean, the Steelers, I mean, like they pounded all over them. I mean, uh, Baker Mayfield had a pick six. I mean, the Browns were not able to run the ball. I mean, I think, uh, Baker Mayfield even sat on the bench sometime in the second half. I mean, I don't know if it was, uh, because he got hurt or if he actually just got benched. I think Case Keenum came in. He, he had a rib injury or something coming into it, and so I, I don't know. But, yeah, probably bo- a little bit of both, to be honest with you, yeah. But that Browns team does not look like the same football team that, that, that trashed the Cowboys and beat the Cowboys, you know, a couple of weeks ago. Props to Big Ben um, and those guys up there in Pittsburgh. I mean, you know, you think about two or three years ago, I mean, some of the guys that they had, uh, they had uh, Ben Roethlisberger, they had, uh, Antonio Brown, they had Le'Veon Bell. And, man, these guys that they've got right now, I mean, you've got Ben Roethlisberger, you've got Juju Smith-Schuster, you've got Connor, you got James Washington, uh, you got Claypool. These guys are doing it without what you would have considered franchise tag players two or three years ago. I mean, kudos to those guys. And then, uh, I mean, the, the Texans, I mean – with that score going into, I mean, that, that was a high-scoring game. I mean, Derrick Henry, I mean, was able to run the ball, and, I mean, he ran the ball over all over the Texans. But where was this Texans offense at the first five or six weeks of the year, you know? I don't know. I mean, that that's the Texans offense that I think that we should have seen the first five weeks under Bill O'Brien. You know, I mean, maybe if, uh, maybe if you do see that, maybe he still has his job. But, I mean – the Texans, I mean, they've still got some fight in them. I don't think they make the playoffs this year because I think they're too far down. But, I mean, give them props for hanging with the Titans, who are a damn good football team. I mean, those guys, I mean, they run the ball. I mean, they play defense. They didn't really play much defense this game as far as the score, but, I mean, they made enough plays to win the ball game. Titans, very impressive. Again, Derrick Henry, you know, had a 94-yard touchdown run, I think, uh, at one point, and just, you know, he's a big bruising kind of a, a style of runner, but, man, that was an impressive run because once he broke through, like, they, guys weren't gaining on him. Like, he was pulling away, and so I think his speed maybe goes underappreciated just due to his size and his typical running style, but, man, he is a, he is an absolute beast, and so he, uh, he had a great game. talking about, he definitely unhooked the wagon and left out in the backfield. <laughs> Yeah, nine, 94 yards, man, so that that's a, that's no joke. And then I think he scores the touchdown in overtime to win the game as well. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to that Titans-Steelers game this weekend. We'll talk about that one here in a moment. But, you know, you mentioned uh, in there uh, talking about the Browns that beating up on our Cowboys. Cowboys, they're they're awful, butter. Now, from a silver lining standpoint, they're still in first place in the division, so we got that going for us. But just a putrid performance on Monday Night Football against the Cardinals, and it was good to see our guy Kyler Murray, you know, OU guy, to come back uh, to uh, Texas Stadium there. I, I guess the the new Texas Stadium, right, to AT and T Stadium, Jerry's World, put on a good show. But the uh, Cardinals thump up on the Cowboys, thirty eight ten. Again, the first place Cowboys. We, we can we can continue to say that, but um, uh, the Red Rifle. Didn't look so hot in his first start uh, after Dak Prescott's injury. But your thoughts on Cowboys, bud? Like I said, I knew the Cowboys' offense was going to look a lot different. You know, I mean, you have Dak Prescott, who's put up very, very phenomenal and kind of just 
we'll just go ahead and say that they were nutty fantasy numbers through the first uh, five or six weeks of the season. So, I mean, I knew coming into this ball game that uh, Andy Dalton, like the Dolphins, the, the offense would look a little bit different than what it looked like with uh, Dak Prescott. And, I mean, they tried to give Ezekiel Elliott the ball, but he coughed it up two times. And, I mean, man, I mean that's stuff that that's kind of plagued him all season long. And that, that just uh, – that can't happen um, with, a good, with a good running back in the league. I mean, you can't uh, keep shooting yourself in the foot. And, um, and it, it plays hell on the defense, which, I mean, that's kind of been the um, – the problem with the Cowboys all along this year is they um, they can't win the field position game because they keep turning the ball over. So Andy Dalton, I mean, he's seasoned. Um, he knows how to win football games. He can't win in the playoffs, but he can win football games. I mean, he had a, a pretty good uh, career up in Cincinnati. So, I mean, hopefully they figure it out and uh, figure out what kind of offensive identity that they're going to have going forward. You know, I mean, I don't think that they're going to pass the ball for 500 yards the rest of the year like they did whenever four or 500 yards whenever Dak was leading it. But, you know, I mean, at least if, if they can come up with some offensive identity with him leading the offense, I mean, I think they can be competitive. I think the injuries are starting to, to pile up on that offensive line too, Butter. So, you know, our Lel Collins and uh, Tyron Smith are already out at tackles, you know, uh, uh, for, for the entire season. You know, another one of the guys goes goes down. Uh, I think Frederick, right, uh, the, uh, the right guard, if I'm not mistaken, he got a concussion. Uh, Frederick um, was the the center. He uh, retired at the first year. That, but uh, yeah, I know, I know who you're talking about. I can't think of what his name is, but yeah, I mean, like on Monday Night Football, like they were showing like the offensive line, like what it looked like in uh, preseason or before. Uh, I guess like preseason camp what it looks like now and I mean like they've got guys like three or four very very pivotal guys on that offensive line that are done for the year and um talking about like how many different you know we're in the sixth seventh week of the year how many different uh offensive line uh combinations they've already had which is was like really really uh really really up there so yeah, and, and they, they play this weekend at the, the Washington football team, who's got a decent defensive line and some young stars there, Chase Young and some of those guys along the uh, uh, the defensive line, which might cause them more problems. But we'll talk about that game here in a moment. But, again, they're still in first place, Butter, so we got that going for us, but I don't know how long that's going to last. But, uh, you know, we, we had an early afternoon game on Monday night uh, due to COVID rescheduling issues. But the uh, two, two pretty good teams in the AFC, the uh, Kansas City Chiefs and the Buffalo Bills, uh, Chiefs uh, end up running the ball uh, quite effectively on the Bills on that Monday afternoon game. End up winning that game twenty six seventeen. But um, you know you're, that's two losses in a row for the Bills now, so they're kind of reeling. You'd expect them to get back on the right track against the Jets this weekend. So, and we, we'll talk a little bit about that. But Chiefs, um, you know, looked good running the ball, and that's even before they get Le'Veon Bell back there. So, so maybe they figured some things out running the ball on Monday afternoon. But your thoughts on Chiefs and Bills, Butter? And I think the Bills just want to give the division back to the Patriots. You know, I mean, they're so used to uh, letting the, the Patriots win. No, I mean, um, I think the Bills, um, it was just a very tough matchup, tough, tough matchup for them. You know, I mean, Chiefs were able to run the ball. The Chiefs were actually coming off a loss as well to, to Las Vegas. And um, Chiefs are going to be a, 
a really good football team. I mean, I, I don't think that they lose more than two or three games the rest of the, the rest of the way. The Bills, they've kind of been like, this is their second loss in a row, but I mean, they've kind of been one of those teams, you know, I mean, that have got up early and uh, have let teams come back late, and then they ended up having to come back and win the ball game. So, I mean, I think that's the – that's kind of the Bills. That's kind of like what they're going to be this year. I mean, uh, they're going to have some close games. I mean, it's going to be some one position games where they have to come back and win the uh, the ball games. But I mean, you know, I mean the the Bills defense. I mean, they only allow twenty six uh, points, which I mean the Chiefs are a pretty high powered offense. So I mean, good for those guys. Yeah, I mean, and you're right. Holding that Chiefs offense to under 30 is is a, is not a bad bad performance from a defensive standpoint. But you know, you mentioned there that the Bills may give the division back to the Patriots, but may give it back to the Dolphins, butter. And so we had some news that broke yesterday <laughs> with the Dolphins, you know, making the decision to go with uh, Tua Tagovailoa. He's going to start this weekend and kind of take over the reins from from uh, Fitzpatrick there at quarterback, but. You know, Fitzpatrick's had had a couple of decent games here the last couple of weeks. You know, they went out west and beat up on the 49ers and then, you know, beat up on the Jets, which everybody beats up on the Jets. But, you know, Tua gets in, uh, in some garbage time against the Jets, and they they decide, saying, hey, he's going to be our guy and he's going to be the starter moving forward. But you got to feel a little bit about Fitzpatrick here, man. So, you know, he got the team back to 3-3, three and three, had two decent performances over the last few weeks. Uh, but your, your thoughts on the Dolphins kind of making a – I don't know if impromptu is the right word, but just kind of maybe out of nowhere a little bit to say, hey, Tua's, he's ready, he's going to be our guy, and he's going to be the guy moving forward. But your thoughts on that, Butter? Man, I mean, I just don't know if he's had enough in-game NFL experience to, to make that call yet. I mean, I know he played a couple series last week and kind of mop-up time because, I mean, that I mean they had, uh, had already kind of won that game. And, you know, I mean, you have to feel for Ryan Fitzpatrick, you know, I mean, who uh, – who the Dolphins kind of wanted him to be a mentor for Tua. You got to you got to feel for that guy. I mean, he's pretty much put his heart into this football team this year. I mean, three and three is not shabby for the Dolphins. I mean, because they've been kind of a dumpster fire, um, if you will, like what we've talked about. But you know, I mean, I just don't know. Um, I don't know what he does from here if he. If Tua does not do well and it does not work, does he come back and say, hey, look, I mean, um, be the quarterback, or does he just let him fall flat on his face, you know? I mean... Yeah, no, you're right. It could be interesting uh, from a locker room standpoint to see how that kind of, you know, has an impact on the Dolphins moving forward as well, because, again, they've, they've, they've looked good here over the last couple of weeks and seem to have had some positive momentum. And, you know, maybe the Dolphins have seen what, you know, the other young guys that were, you know, top top five, top six picks in that draft. You know, Joe, Bur- Joe Burrow has looked really good uh, for the Bengals, even though, you know, the Bengals are struggling as a team. But uh, he's looked uh, really good in performances. Justin Herbert for the Chargers has looked really, really good. And so maybe they're, you know, and they see him in practice every day, right? So that's something that we don't, we don't get eyes on. And so I'm sure they know what they've got. And he was such an outstanding player at Alabama. But, yeah, kind of timing-wise, a little, little interesting. So we'll keep an eye on that and see what happens. I think with the Miami Dolphins, I think with Ryan Fitzpatrick, they get more wins to finish out the year than what they do with Tua. You know, I mean, maybe, I mean, I I do like Ryan Fitzpatrick. I mean, he's, I think he deserves to be the starting quarterback. I mean, you lead a team to three and three, that's better than they've been, like, probably in the past couple years, you know. 
really agree with changing quarterbacks in the middle of the year, especially like if maybe that other person really hasn't done much wrong, and he, he really hasn't done much wrong. Um, they don't really have like a go-to running back. They don't have like a lot of go-to receivers. I mean, it's kind of your wide receivers are wide receiver by committee and uh, running back by committee. So, I mean, you don't have a lot of playmakers because you've done traded them all off. So he has done a fantastic job, honestly, from with what he's been given to throw to and been given to hand off to. I agree. Again, an, an interesting, interesting timing of the decision, I think, is a fair way to put it. So we'll we'll see what happens there. But well, let's jump into some picks this weekend, Butter. Some of the games that we're looking forward to here in Week Seven in the NFL. And I don't know if we're looking forward to this one, but we got to start with Thursday night football, and we got the Giants and the Eagles, two other uh, teams in the uh, NFC Least division. There, Giants finally get off the Schneid this past weekend and can get their first win of the year. Uh, they're five and a half point underdogs going to Philly. The total in this one, 45. But your thoughts on this Thursday night turd sandwich uh, for that the NFC East uh, has offered up, Giants and Eagles, bud? If you would have asked me in preseason about this game, I, I would have told you that it's going to be an exciting matchup because the Giants have uh, Saquon Barkley and the Eagles have Miles Sanders, who were both Penn State guys. You know, one of them uh, was a starter one year, and the other one was the backup, and then Saquon Barkley goes to the, uh, to the pros, and then Miles Sanders is there pick up the slack you know so but Saquon Barkley's not going to play in this matchup I think the Eagles win this game because I don't think the Giants have enough uh, offensive weapons right now to overcome the Eagles running game I think it's going to be a very very ugly boring Thursday night football game I mean because neither one of them are really really good and you know I mean that's the thing I mean the next game that we're going to pick I mean there's the Cowboys versus Washington so I mean (laughs) The NFC East is just not very good right now. <laughs> but I, I like the Eagles in this game. I think they cover the five and a half points. I, th- I, I like the under a 45 because I don't think that there's going to be a lot of points scored. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to say. I'd lean towards the under here because I don't think either one of these offenses are very good. Now, will be interesting to see uh, if Jalen Hurts continues to kind of get more packages and get more plays at the, at the quarterback position for the Eagles there. And so he's he's had some different schemes and packages built out for him. And he's looked pretty good in the games that he's actually got some snaps and some reps in. So I'll be interested to watch that uh, tomorrow night as we're recording this here on Wednesday. But uh, uh, looking forward to that. But yeah, doesn't look good on paper for sure. But, um, you know, again, staying in the NFC least butter, got to go with our Cowboys uh, traveling out to D.C. to take on the Washington football team. Cowboys are favored in this game, in which I don't know how, how you favor them. But, again, Washington's been so bad that maybe it makes sense. But Cowboys favored by four here, total 51 in this one. But your thoughts on Cowboys and Washington on Sunday afternoon? Well, if Dak Prescott was playing in this game, I would say that the, old, the over is very, very, very low. But with uh, watching the Cowboys last weekend – Maybe the total is just about right. I mean, I think the Cowboys win this game. I don't think they cover the spread of the four points. I think it's going to be like a 20-21 to 21 ball game. Greg the leg might be the deciding factor in this game. <laughs> yeah, crazy to think that the Cowboys can win ugly on Sunday and will still be in first place despite all the crap that's happened and how awful they've been. That we you know with the Giants and Eagles playing on Thursday night, you know, regardless of how that game shakes out, 
Cowboys win at Washington, they'll still be in first place at three and four, which uh, just is insane. I don't know. Whoever goes six and ten is probably going to win that division and host a playoff game, which just <laughs> that that doesn't make sense. <laughs> well, well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Somebody's not going to get in because some crappy team from the NFC East has to get in. But we're talking about two teams that aren't crappy and that are pretty good, and we alluded to this one earlier. Undefeated Pittsburgh Steelers at the undefeated Tennessee Titans. Steelers favored in this one by one, one and a half, almost a pickle here, so close line, but total 52 and a half. You know, Titans still not getting any respect, any love. You know, they're at home and uh, they're an underdog here, but your thoughts on these two undefeated squads uh, on Sunday afternoon, Butter? Has that line moved any at all this week, or has it kind of been the Steelers have been favored all week, or have you paid close attention to it? I think it may have opened up at two and a half at one point, Steelers. And okay. So I think there has been some movement depending upon your book. Like I said, I've I've seen it down to almost a pick 'em. Uh, so so somewhere in that ballpark, Steelers minus one, minus one and a half, I think is where it is right now. I like the Titans in this matchup just because they are at home. They have been able to win some close games at home. Uh, I mean, just just last week, and I think I believe the week before. Uh, but I think Derrick Henry and Ryan Tannehill. I think they figure out some way to squeak one out over the Steelers and Ben Roethlisberger. I mean, like I said, I think this is probably going to be one of the the best games of the weekend. Marquee matchup. You got two undefeated teams. Both teams look to be really, really, really good on offense and defense, but, I mean, just since the game is at Tennessee at uh, the Titans' home, I mean, I like the Titans in this matchup. I'm with you. I like the Titans as well. And I know, you know, all the players and coaches say that they don't follow this stuff, but it's like, ah, we don't pay any attention to who's favored and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, Titans undefeated, 5-0, and they're at home, and they're an underdog. You know, I think they're going to look at that and say, "All right, well, we're going to show you. Like, we're we're going to we're going to kick their ass on Sunday." And so I, I'm with you. I think it's going to be a close game because I think both these teams are really, really good. Uh, but I, if, if if I'm going to get points at home with the Titans, undefeated Titans, I'm going to, I, yeah, I'm taking it, man. So I like the Titans in this one as well. But well, let's move out west, butter. You know, an NFC West divisional game here. A couple couple birds involved. The Seahawks, three and a half point favorite. They're traveling to Arizona, who just beat up on our hapless Cowboys on Monday night. Uh, but your thoughts on Seahawks and Cardinals on Sunday afternoon? But again, Seahawks favored in this one by three and a half. I mean, I like the I like the Cardinals in this matchup. Um, I think Kyler Murray and Hopkins and uh, and Drake are finally figuring out a way to put put it together out there. Not to say that like the Seahawks and and DK Metcalf are not going to have a good game. I mean, I expect the high scoring game. I know the Seahawks are favored, but I mean, I expect like a 30 to the 25 ball game, but I think the Cardinals are going to win this ball game. I think the Cardinals keep it close. And, you know, the Seahawks have had this habit of kind of playing up or down to their level of competition. They've been involved in one close game after another for the last few weeks. And, you know, Russell Wilson just seems to find a way to kind of bail them out and lead them down the field to score a touchdown or set up a field goal for them to win. And I'm with you. I think the football gods have a way of evening these things out. And, you know, Seahawks still undefeated right now as well. But I, I think they fall from the unbeatens as well. I like the Cardinals in this one too straight up. So we're on the same page here, man. Well, Sunday night football, Butter, you know, the Bucks coming off a huge win against the Packers. We talked about that earlier, 38-10 to 10 this past Sunday. They're heading out west to take on the Las Vegas Raiders, who have been kind of game, man. So I think Gruden's got them playing good football right now. Bucks are favored in this one by two and a half. 
Total 53 and a half. But your thoughts on Bucks and Raiders, man? We got a, we got a pirate theme going in this one on Sunday night, bud. And Chucky's coached both of these teams. Yes, yeah, won a Super Bowl uh, with 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 one of them too. Yeah, I like the Buccaneers in this one. Um, I think that they're actually starting to to figure out Tom Brady and um, and Mike Evans and and Godwin and all those guys. I think that they're really starting to play together. You know, I mean Gronkowski. I mean he's been kind of quiet the first uh, five or six weeks of the year. I mean, actually came came on last week, first big game with the Buccaneers. I mean. I think their, their, their pieces are kind of starting to fall together. The running game is looking a lot better. Not to say that, like, the Raiders uh, did not look – the Raiders looked really, really good against the Chiefs. I mean, they – the Chiefs could not stop them. But I like the Buccaneers in this game. I honestly think that it's, it's going to be a high-scoring ball game. I mean, I don't think the Buccaneers, I mean, hold the, uh, the Raiders to 10 points like they did uh, the Packers. I mean – I expect a high-scoring ball game, but I like the Buccaneers in this ball game. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I, I I think it's going to be high-scoring as well, but uh, I'm, I'm going to go against you here, uh, Butter. Give me the Raiders straight up. I, I think the Raiders win this game. Uh, I, th- I think there may be a little bit of value on the Bucks after that big win against the Packers, so maybe moving that line up. But you know, that Raiders team has been pesky at home, man. They've been tough to beat there at that new Allegiant Stadium. And so I, I like the Raiders to win this one straight up, but I do like there to be a lot of points. And so I would lean towards Raiders and over in the Pirate Bowl. Uh, maybe get Mike Leach involved in that one some way, shape, or form. Yeah, <laughs> on Sunday night. But let's jump ahead to Monday Night Football, Butter. Bears and Rams. So Bears, uh, surprisingly, a 5-1, five and five and one, right? So I don't, I don't really know that they're that good and how they've gotten to that point. But... They're underdogs here heading out west, five and a half points. Uh, total on this one, 46 and a half on Monday night. But your thoughts on Bears and Rams? The line kind of looks fishy to me, me man, but uh, your your thoughts on this one? Man, I like the Rams and Goff uh, here, man. Um, I, I know the Bears play really, really good defense, but to me, I mean, I feel like they've got lucky like the last two to three weeks. I mean, maybe they're – I think they're kind of on borrowed time if that would – if that – if that makes any sense. I mean, um, I know they're five and one, but you know, I mean, it just, um, it, they're, they're kind of one of those teams that looks like, you know I mean? Like at any point in time, the cards are going to fall <laughs> and uh, it's going to be a collapse. But I mean, I like the Rams at home uh, versus the Bears. This week. Yeah, I'm with you. And again, you know, kind of talking about the football gods, evening things out. I mean, the Bears shouldn't be five and one right there. I don't, they, I just, I, I've watched a couple of their games and they don't pass the eye test. You know, kudos to uh, uh, Coach Nagy there to get them to that point. You know, kind of you know moving from Trubisky uh, to uh, Nick Foles at quarterback, and the defense is good, so you got to give them credit there. But I'm with you. I think the Rams find a way to win this one. Uh, yeah, they're coming off a disappointing loss from last week um, as well, and so I, I like them to get back and uh, and get a big win on Monday night against the Bears. But I'll, I'll say this for the Bears: the defense passes the eye test. The quarterbacks do not pass the eye test. Well. Yeah, that, that's a that's a fair way to put it. So I, I think Khalil Mack and that defense is legit, man. So and again, they played they played pretty well this past weekend against the Panthers and held that team to 16 points and held them in check. But uh, I think the Rams find a way on Monday night. But the, the, the Bears defense, I mean, it just kind of reminds me of like you know, I mean, like one of those defenses that uh, that flies to the ball. I mean, they've got a lot of playmakers. I mean, and uh, they 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 always have one of their good players around the ball. I mean. 
they make stops when they need to make them, but their offense is just is really not that good. I mean, uh, they, they've got David Montgomery, but the Bears have quarterback issues. I mean, I'll just flat out put it simple. They have quarterback issues, and they have bad ones. Yeah, that's a fair and, way to put it. Got to got to figure that position out. If you, you don't have a, a good guy there, then you're probably going to be in trouble. But, well, let's jump ahead. Speaking of quarterbacks, man, uh, make some fantasy picks this weekend, Butter. And again, I'm on the road this week, so I haven't had a chance to tabulate the uh, the scores from from last week. The week before that, I kind of I, I got you, man. So I've kind of caught back up on NFL fantasy. You're still kicking my butt on college fantasy, but uh, I'm going to give you the honors because I was uh, derelict in my uh, computational duties this week. But we'll go back and figure out who won week six. But for week seven, Butter, who are your two quarterbacks uh, for fantasy purposes this weekend? We have the same one on one of them, but uh, I'm going to go with Josh Allen of the Bills, and I'm going to go with Aaron Rodgers of the Packers. Um, I expect Josh Allen, which, you know I mean, he really did not look uh, that bad against the Chiefs. I mean, I think he still had uh, – he had two touchdowns, one running, one uh, passing. He's uh, – pretty much every one of the games that he's been in, like, I mean, he'll have like a rushing or a, uh, a passing touchdown. I mean, I think that um, against the Jets' defense, I mean, I think I mean, he'll have multiple touchdowns this week. Um, I expect Aaron Rodgers to have a, a big bounce-back game this week. He looked just god-awful against um, against the Buccaneers, you know. And, um, you know, I mean, the thing is, the, the Packers did not look that bad the first uh, two possessions of the game. I mean, they got out to a 10 nothing lead against the Buccaneers, and uh, then he threw uh, a pick six and uh, multiple interceptions in that game. And, like, it was like the wheels fell off. And, I mean, they couldn't do anything offensively. Uh, and, you know, I mean, and the Packers' defense couldn't could not stop the Buccaneers. But, I mean, I like Josh Allen and I like Aaron Rodgers to both have big bounce-back games this week. Yeah, well, I'm with you on Aaron Rodgers. That's one of my picks. You mentioned we, we got some overlap there. Uh, again, they bounce back. Um, you expect them to bounce back, I should say, against the uh, Houston Texans, who, you know, that defense has given up a lot of points here over the last few weeks. Gave up 42 this past weekend to the Titans in overtime. And so I would expect the Packers to bounce back and have a good performance there against Houston. And then give me Derek Carr of the Raiders, right? So, you know, we talked about that game, Bucks and Raiders, the Pirate Bowl. Um, I expect there to be a lot of points in this one. And I think Derek Carr, again, they're, they play well at home, man. And so I like him to put up a lot of stats. A lot of points against a uh, Buccaneers defense that, until this past weekend, hadn't looked all that great. Again, they forced a few turnovers against the Packers and set up some easy scores for the uh, Bucks offense. I, I don't know if they're that good, to be honest with you. I think that might have been a little fluky there. Um, so give me Derek Carr in the uh, for the Raiders as my QB, too. But let's talk running backs better. Who are your two guys toting the rock this weekend, bud? I like Ezekiel Elliott of the Cowboys versus Washington the Washington football team. And I like Josh Jacobs uh, versus Tampa Bay. Ezekiel Elliott, I mean, he could be a a very, 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 very strong running back as long as he holds on to the ball. Um, so I guess this week, I mean, I'm taking people that uh, are going to have bounce back weeks. I mean, he lost the rock two times last week, which if you have a quarterback that is starting for the first time for your franchise – and you have a good running back, your running back needs to make some plays. So that's kind of uncharacteristic for him. I mean, uh, I think this year, I mean, he's had more fumbles this year than he's had his first three or four years. So, I mean, I expect him to have a bounce back game. And um, he's going to have to be kind of a leader on that Cowboy team 
for them to get their wins if they want to want to to win the NFC East. Um, I like Josh Jacobs uh, versus the Buccaneers. Kind of just like what you said just a second ago. You know, the Buccaneers look really, really good on defense against the Packers. Their run defense, I think it might be a fluke. So, um, I think Josh Jacobs, I mean, I think he has a big game. It's going to be a high-scoring game. I think the Raiders are going to be able to move the ball. I mean, I like your pick and Derek Carr. I mean, he's looked – Derek Carr's looked really, really good this year. I mean, he's got um, he's got Henry Ruggs, which is a freaking wide receiver, which – makes really good good plays. Uh, he's got Darren Waller, which has been a really, really good tight end. But I think, like I said, I think Josh Jacobs, I mean, I think the Raiders are going to be able to run the ball against the Bucks. so I like those two guys. Yeah, I like that Josh Jacobs pick. I mean, you're you're a bold man taking Zeke Elliott, Butters. So I know we're both uh, Cowboys fans, and I hope he has a good performance this weekend. But he's, you know, and you would expect that he's going to take some heat this week, and I think he already has from the media uh, with uh, putting the ball on the ground. So I, I would expect him to – internalize some of that and maybe play a little bit better against Washington, a Washington team that's not good. Although that defensive line, I think, uh, that uh, Washington has, has a lot of promise. So so we'll see what happens there. But my two running backs, give me Alvin Kamara of the Saints hosting the, uh, the Panthers. And then give me Todd Gurley, the Falcons. I, I think that, uh, you know, they, they kind of turned a corner maybe this past weekend from an offensive standpoint. And so, you know, I like that matchup that they have with the Lions coming to town in the uh, Georgia Dome, or I guess the Mercedes-Benz uh, Dome now, right? I think he'll have a good week. And then uh, Kamara of the Saints, again, uh, coming off a of bye week, I think that he'll be involved uh, in the offense, you know, catching the ball, running the ball, probably a couple touchdowns there. And so I think he'll put up uh, good uh, fantasy stats this weekend uh, for Drew Brees and the New Orleans Saints uh, on Sunday. But let's talk wide receivers, Butter. So who you got catching the rock this Sunday, bud? I got Mike Evans of the Bucks, and I got DK Metcalf of the Seahawks. Mike Evans, like he's been, uh, when he's healthy, has been kind of a, uh, a favorite of Tom Brady around the goal line. And then DK Metcalf, you know, the Seattle Seahawks, I mean, they, they have DK Metcalf, they have Lockett. I mean, it's just kind of whoever has the best matchup, whoever can get open. But um, if you think back versus the Cowboys game, DK Metcalf had a touchdown that he fumbled into the end zone and they had a uh, – it was a touchback, you know. So, I mean, DK Metcalf can – can beat his guy and can get open. I mean, I think he's got a really, really good matchup this week against the Cardinals. That's going to be a great game to watch as well on Sunday. Should be a lot of points in that NFC West game uh, out West, so looking forward to that one. But uh, well, give me Devontae Adams of the Packers. Again, we talked about Aaron Rodgers. We expect him to have a bounce-back game this week. I think Devontae Adams could be the beneficiary of that against a uh, Texans uh, defense that's given up a lot of points. You know, He had a hamstring issue earlier in the year, but seems to be coming back and uh, looks a little more healthy now. So I like uh, him to have a big game. And then give me Stephon Diggs, uh, wide receiver for the Bills against the hapless Jets this weekend. Again, we t- I-, I like Stephon Diggs. But tight end, Butter, who you got at uh, tight end this weekend, Bud? I will take Dalton Schultz of the Cowboys. Um, I think Dalton Schultz is like one of those guys, you know I mean, uh, whenever CeeDee Lamb or whenever um, Gallup or uh, they're, they're covered or, or Cooper's covered, I mean, I think he's one of those guys that people forget about that uh, that's, that's open. I know like they try to like to, they kind of like to get him around the, the end zone whenever they're in the red zone. So, I mean, I like Dalton Schultz. Um, in the matchup versus Washington because I think 
there's going to be some plays like where Lamb and the, the, the go-to wide receivers are going to be covered. And I mean, I, I think they're going to forget about him. So I like him this week. Nope, good pick. And, and, you know, we mentioned this guy. You alluded to him earlier. Darren Waller of the Raiders is my pick uh, at tight end. Again, I think I that's going to be a high-scoring game there in the Pirate Bowl out west and so uh, against the Buccaneers. And, and I think, uh, you know, I, got, I like Derek Carr. So I think uh, Darren Waller might be his uh, main beneficiary for putting up a lot of passing stats and receiving yards for him, maybe catch a touchdown or two uh, there in the red zone. But he's, he's looked pretty good through the first few weeks. And so give me Darren Waller as my tight end. But uh, who you got at the flex this weekend, Butter? So who, who's going to be kind of that X factor uh, on Sunday? I, mean, I, I like Julio Jones this week. He kind of had a, a re- he had a really good game last week. He kind of got out of the funk that he was in, I guess you would say. Um I don't know if um, I don't really know what the deal is. If like if Dan Quinn was holding like all of his offensive weapons back or or what? But you know, I mean, the Falcons looked really really good last week. They were actually able to to, to move the ball and uh, looked kind of like what we thought that we would see uh, for this year. Because you, remember, you picked them as like. Uh, like the most surprising team, I believe, right? Well, they yeah, they've been surprising, but in the wrong wrong direction. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, last week they looked like the Falcons that uh, me and you had talked about that uh, that we thought that the offense that they had. I mean, so I mean, I, I like uh, I like Julio Jones this week. No, that's a good pick, I, and you're right. So the the shackles are off, or whatever you want to call it, you know, whatever was holding them back. Uh, I don't know if it's Dan Quinn or, or whatever happened, but they look like a different team this past weekend, and so uh, maybe they'll they'll continue to to be on a on a good tear from an offensive standpoint because they should because they've got a lot of talent there. But my flex butter, give me C.D. Lamb, our 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 guy from OU, man. So again, kind of got lost in the shuffle on Monday night against the Cards, as did most of the team um, in that thirty-eight to ten uh, debacle uh, on Monday night. But I would expect another week of practice and another week of reps between uh, he and. Amari Cooper and Gallup and uh, in the red rifle there, uh, Andy Dalton. It'll bear some fruit this weekend. I think CD uh, is in line for for a few catches, maybe breaks one, gets a touchdown or two. And so I, I like him as my flex pick this weekend against Washington. But um, let's go kickers, Butter. So who uh, who's gonna who's gonna be kicking it for you this weekend, man? The bad thing about that matchup on Monday Night Football, we just didn't look like we belonged on Monday Night Football, you know. But um. That's that I mean that's going back to the, the Cardinals Cowboys game, but um, I like Young Ho Koo of the Falcons. Like I said, I mean for some reason I don't know. Like the, the Falcons have just like kind of kickstarted their offense for some reason, and I, I like him. I mean I think he's gonna be really good this weekend against the Lions. So yep, good matchup there. So kicking in a dome too, right? So kickers like that, and so along those same lines, I'm gonna take a kicker who's gonna be in a dome this weekend. That's uh, the Saints is Will Lutz. Uh, again, good matchup there with uh, Carolina coming to town. Saints coming off a bye. I liked Alvin Kamara as my running back, and so I think they'll put up a lot of points. Maybe he gets a couple of field goals in there as well. Uh, but Will Lutz is my kicker. Well, let's go defense, Butter. So you've had a trend here over the last few weeks, and I think that trend is going to continue uh, with your defensive pick. But who you got on defense this weekend, Bud? I like the Bills versus the lonely, lonely, lonely Jets. <laughs> You know, I mean, like we have talked about, the Jets are a dumpster fire, and, I mean, they cannot figure anything out. Injuries, releases, nobody wants to play for the Jets. I don't think they want anybody to play for them either. (laughs) Yeah, you know, it's funny. 
one of the stories that come out this weekend, but a lot of buzz about Trevor Lawrence, you know, the Clemson quarterback, and, and probably going to be the unanimous uh, pick for number one. But there were some stories coming out that if it's going to be the Jets who has the number one pick, that he's had a lot of advisors and guys saying, hey, if the Jets are going to be number one, either hold out or stay in school for one more year at Clemson, right? Because he's a junior. So he actually has one more year of eligibility should he want to come back. But if it's going to be the Jets, uh, maybe maybe you don't come out early. Maybe you go ahead and play one more year there at Clemson, which I'm sure Dabo Sweeney wouldn't uh, uh, shed any tears about that. But, uh, yeah, just uh, an awful franchise right now. No other way to put it. So And that, that's coming from two Cowboys fans, right? So we don't look down our nose at most franchises. Uh, but um, but I, I think you can do so with the Jets. So probably not a bad pick there with the Bills defense. You're thinking he might take out one of those insurance policies in for a senior year then. <laughs> oh, man, I don't know. I mean, that that just – there's so much wrong with that team that I just don't know if you'd want to come into it, you know, and kind of be a part of that until they get some other things fixed. You know, maybe they're two or three years away. Uh, but, yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't want to be the number one pick going to him next year. Um, now, having said that, he's going to make a lot of money, so it wouldn't be, uh, wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. But they're, I don't think it sets you up for a lot of success there. But, well, my, my defensive pick – yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, maybe, 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 maybe they just uh, trade it and get a get a big Herschel Walker haul or something. Who knows from a draft standpoint? But um, my my pick is a Monday Night Butter. So I'm gonna go with the Rams hosting the Chicago Bears. Right? We talked about the that game earlier that the Bears somehow are five and one despite poor quarterback play over the last uh, five six weeks. And so I, I I would expect that the football gods balance that out. Rams probably get a couple of interceptions, a couple of turnovers in there. Uh, probably win a low-scoring game in that one because the Bears' defense are pretty is pretty good as well. But give me the Rams as my defensive pick uh, on Monday night against the Bears. Well, Butter, you know I think that just about covers it for Week Seven, brother. So all that's left now, again, watch the games and, and see what happens. But you know I appreciate you being flexible, man, and kind of kind of uh, doing this remotely this week, uh, given I'm on the road, man. But uh, for our listeners out there, Butter, how can we follow you on Twitter, uh, Facebook, Instagram? Where, where can our guys uh, and listeners uh, follow you uh, on social media, Bud? I'm on Twitter at Jeremy underscore Van Curen, or a.k.a. The Fantasy Fessional, and that is J-E-R-E-M-Y underscore V-A-N-C-U-R-E-N. Fantastic, man. Well, again... I appreciate you uh, joining me remotely uh, this week. And again, we'll get back to normal next week, right? So we'll we'll have the uh, the bells and whistles and all the uh, sound bites and the fun stuff that we normally have uh, once we get back home in studio and have the soundboard again. You know, while this will wrap it up for this episode, everyone, the conversation doesn't end here. To keep it going and to also keep up with everything we're doing over at the Sports Pros Network, check us out at fantasysportspros.com or on Twitter at sports underscore pros or now on Instagram at Fantasy Sports Pros. My lovely wife has commandeered the Instagram account, and uh, uh, she's going to be putting up some pictures and stories and posts on that front. So we'll get a little more visual from a medium standpoint uh, over at the Sports Pros Network moving forward. But again, that's FantasySportsPros.com, Twitter at Sports underscore Pros. And remember, that's Pros with an E, P-R-O-S-E. Enjoy the games this weekend, everyone. We'll talk to you next week. Take care, everybody.